More earnings on our docket. Let's go to George, who's been looking at Ulta Beauty and Rivian. GT, good afternoon, sir. Uh, our tech stocks aren't doing too hot. Let's try and find something else maybe this afternoon that's working. Could Ulta Beauty be it? Uh, we're $7 higher in the aftermarket, even with comp sales of just 3 to 4% on the year? Yeah, I mean, the comp sales were pretty pretty average, I would say, OJ. But top-line sales overall are improving for the company quite a bit. I mean, if you look at the earnings, that they actually beat the estimate both on top and bottom line with EPS actually growing about 56% relative to the last year. They came in around $5.41 a share. Estimates are at $4.55. you got to compare that to last year, $3.41. So, again, that's a pretty remarkable increase on earnings. And top line sales uh, came in with about 2.73 billion, up about 24% uh, relative to last year, 2.69 billion. Now, as you mentioned, the comp sales were higher uh, to uh, to a small degree relative to maybe sales. But what I did notice is is the company has gone through uh, and actually done quite a bit of uh, lower capex this year. But actually committed towards lower spending, 17% less capex for the year relative to the previous year. So it looks like to me that Ulta is really focusing on improving uh, store-based operating leverage versus expanding their store footprint. And with that said, the lower CapEx number also means they can afford a little bit more in cash to do share buybacks, which they did announce about a $2 billion number for, uh, for share buybacks coming up for fiscal year 2022. Okay, so uh, three to 4% is enough is what you're seeing, George, uh, that uh, right now that's uh, sufficient. Well, yeah, I, I mean, ultimately, I think I think it is sufficient for the company. I think the company itself, uh, OJ, really is not something that's completely overvalued. In fact, some would say it's fairly valued. I think that's maybe what the reaction is telling us in the after hours here when it comes to the price action. Again, up uh, about uh, eight or so dollars uh, on a $380 stock. That's actually pretty decent relative to the performance of the metrics that they actually reported. I think overall, again, if you look at the uh, the estimates for EPS for fiscal year 2022, they actually guided a little bit to the upside. I'm going to go to the midpoint of about eight, $18.40. Uh, the estimates were about $17.20. But if you just look at that number of $18.40 and you divide it by uh, effectively your uh, your price, about 380 it gives you a multiple of about 20 or an earnings yield of 5%. So that's not necessarily considered overvalued compared to its historical PE, which is around 22, the forward is trading around 20. So in this situation where the market is just pricing in fair valued stocks, not necessarily giving the stocks a huge reward, in this case, because of beating earnings and sales. But I think uh, ultimately the company has uh, some good prospects going forward and it's actually very stable from a financial situation as well as from a business standpoint. All right, uh, George, uh, real quickly here, before we let you go, because we're almost out of time, just give me the uh, thought on what we're looking for from Rivian after uh, the stock has already been through so much. Uh, does earnings really move the needle here on this one uh, as it's already down near the lows? Well, I mean, it's a heavily shorted stock, OJ. It can rip based upon that alone. But I will say this, just look at the numbers expected. They're losing on an expected basis almost $2 a share. The stock is, the company's also expected to report about $60 million give or take a few hundred thousand in revenues. Now, the stock is also trading around $38 billion in market cap. You annualize that number, $240 million, based upon the expected revenue number. I'm just using that as a benchmark. It's trading around 160 times uh, forward sales. So that alone 
you may speak to uh, the uh, the stock uh, price expectation going forward. It's certainly in a downtrend since its IPO back in November. I think it's down about 77%. The valuation multiple continues to compress, even though sales are improving. But just think about the nature of those numbers. Uh, I think Rivian really is taking in a lot of orders. Uh, I think they're also they're also structurally challenged. They're not necessarily uh, accounting for a lot of costs of goods sold, which are rising. And in fact, they're actually increasing the contractual prices for those who want to take delivery of their vehicles by about 20% uh, in some cases. So hmm. they have a production problem. Uh, they also have a cost of not goods a good sold problem, now. problem and a scalability <laughs> problem. Yeah. What's that? Uh, those aren't good problems. Production problems and scalability problems, those aren't good they're problems. Not good problems. <laughs> they're not. But Hey, I, I can't say what will happen after they report. Uh, I, it doesn't look like the report just yet. It could be wrong. But look, uh, yeah. it could bounce because it's a sh highly it's shorted stock and it's still yeah. a very attractive name. Okay. All right. Appreciate it, George. It's got a lot of, I mean, it's got tons of potential. Pretty cool, pretty cool rides. Just um, yes. market right now is being very disciplined about how it allocates to the EV space. Right. And they got to prove themselves. Uh, all right. Thanks, George. Uh, excellent right. work, Mr. Tillis.